podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Aren't you sick of the sight of me, Ben, after the last week? Um, well, I was trying not to look at you too much while we were away. Um, <laughs> That's were, why you were wearing shades the whole time. <laughs> there, were, there were too many other things. There were too many other things to look at. But you know, you and I think are a good, are a good team. Um, so this is and this is what the public want. It's what it's what the public in Tallahassee craved. They wanted to see us together out and about on the town. Favorite part in- of the trip to FSU, would you say? Favorite part for me, I think up there. Well, the Friday night game that I talked about with Carlson on the show yesterday. Maybe the block party, although we missed out on the majority of the block party because we were at the Friday night game. When we hooked up with the others and said, oh, we're here and this is a live location. I felt like I'd walked into onto the set of a 1987 college movie. It was. I've like, I'm not sure I've ever seen such a kind of drunken sight just in the street. Like it just took <clears throat> over that entire street some people were really messy. It was, it was, I mean, the, if I had to describe it, the phrase I would use is like college town, but that is literally the, what that area is called college town. There's like, there's, there's no messing about with the name college town. Everything is either a bar or somewhere else that's selling alcohol. People just buying cans of alcohol, just stand on the street and drink. Everyone was wearing either FSU gear or in a very small minority, Miami gear. Yeah. they were, And it was just, it was wild. Like, I'm sh- although there were a handful of people wearing Miami gear, there were probably less than a handful of people who were not drinking alcohol. And we we struggled that evening. If you remember that, we were desperately trying to just just trying to get a quick beer. We tried to get a beer before the before the Friday night lights, and we we failed because it was taking too long to get served. Unsurprisingly, they did not serve beer at the concession stand at the game. We did yeah. have some hot dogs. We had a dog. Um, and then just trying to find somewhere we could get in because everything was so packed. So when we had that first beer, that was one of my favorite moments, just yeah. sitting and like, okay, it was chaos around us, but we had a seat that we, we were able to get the bartender's attention. We got a beer and it was like, okay, we're all good. We was, yeah, I think we dragged it about 17 seconds and then yeah. uh, you can guess where the rest of the night went. Well, it was a cracking, cracking 72 hours in Florida. We are going to be releasing a special pod uh, all about it, uh, all the different experiences we had, the chats we had, uh, that is all coming, as indeed is a lot more content. We pushed out a fair bit on social already at the NC show. You can follow us on all the all the usual social media channels, including YouTube. We're brand new on YouTube. And speaking of which, there is still time to win tickets to the Thanksgiving bash at Passion Avenue. Our friends at Passion Avenue giving away a table of four with a tab at our watch-along party, which is sold out. Uh, Thanksgiving night next Thursday. Uh, me and Propo are going to be announcing the winner on this week's Edge Rush, which we're recording Thursday evening, I think. So we're going to be dropping either Thursday night or Friday. So still time. The way to win, uh, well, to be in a chance to win, subscribe to us on YouTube, show us that you're following us on YouTube, tag us on social channels and Seb will pick it up. You go into a draw, randomly selected winner gets the table. We're going to be uh, doing all kinds of stuff at the Watch Along Party, just to clarify what's happening there as well. As it sounds, we're not getting up on stage and talking over stuff. We're just going to be there watching the game. 
we're going to be there watching. We're going to be recording a pod from that at our table. Benny's going to be there. Iron Mike's going to be there. Propo obviously is going to be there. Uh, special guest friends of the show will be popping along. And we'll be watching the game. So if you are going to be down there at Passion Cavity, just come find us, grab a beer. We'll talk, we'll watch the game. Maybe get on the pod. We might sneak here on the pod. So that is really exciting. Looking forward to that. Oh, one other thing with that, seeing as we're going to be dropping our FFS team in a little bit on this show, we have just been told by our pals at DraftKings, they're creating a special contest for Thanksgiving week. A very special contest for listeners, members of our listener league on DraftKings, which is free to join, free to enter contests in our listener league. So go and hit the link in the show notes, or if you just go on over to DraftKings and type in the NC show, if you're setting up a new account, or if you're not sure how to join the league and you can't find the link or it doesn't work, just tag us on social and, and Seb will will point you in the right direction there. So big, big competition prize for Thanksgiving next week. So there's a ton of good stuff coming your way. We're going to pick our show team in a bit. Benny, I made some money for for the shelter kitty last week. Uh, my team finished in, in, in the money, $10 I won. It's very impressive that that should cover our expenses for the trip to florida um but obviously obviously we're going to give it to charity instead i think uh i think that's what warranted i i have to congratulate you because i had no involvement last week no input in any way in that team which gave gave me a lot of confidence that you were going to do well Mate, I, uh, that's a very fair point. It, we definitely were, well, it was quite a low bar, wasn't it? But we are back in back in the cash. That's going into our uh, charity kitty, of course. The, at the end of the season, we'll wrap up everything. Most of the money that we give to shelter our show charity of choice comes from uh, all the fines I get for natisms, obviously. But we did get like, so we made a bit of money already from our DraftKings. You could play along too. So uh, we'll do the show team in just a bit. Ben's going to take a look. Seeing as we were out at Florida State, and we were looking, uh, looking at some of the significant draft prospects that that FSU have, including uh, a, a lock for first round for a first rounder in the 24 draft. We're going to look at the three quarterbacks we think are going to go in the first round. And Ben's going to give you an update on how the season's going. I think a bit about which teams are going to be in the hunt for quarterbacks. So that's going to come in just a bit. We've got Ravens-Bengals Thursday night football. We're going to break that game down a little bit more. Chiefs-Eagles, two of the best games of the season, I think, coming your way this week, week 11. Uh, but we're going to lead off with the big news from Buffalo breaking overnight, Ken Dorsey fired. Now I and Mike and I, and we're putting in a shift here, Benny, because came back crazy jet lagged, obviously didn't release the me and Mike show on Monday. So we recorded it yesterday and now we're doubling down, making another episode in back-to-back days. The jet lag is in full effect, but it's not stopping us on that show. We were drilling down deep into the bills. Ken Dorsey was flagged as the problem. And he's gone. So maybe I might put in calls to, to to the right people. Dorsey goes, their offensive coordinator. Joe Brady, the former Carolina wonder kid, who's the quarterback's coach in Buffalo. Now he takes over in an interim capacity. This often happens, doesn't it? When coordinators are thrown to the wolves just to, because somebody needs to be to galvanize, kickstart, kickstart things a bit. And clearly the bills are in a jam. But was this fair? When you think about it, the Bills are ranking, Ben, eighth in points per game this season, seventh in total offense. It's obviously a drop-off from last season, but this is still a top 10 offense we're talking about. I I, I don't think it's fair. And I, I, I'm not going to sit here and advocate like, oh, you know, Ken Ken Dorsey was fantastic. They really should have kept him. But he, I, he was not the problem 
Um, there are the problems. The problems in Buffalo, I think, have gone a little bit, a little bit deeper than that. Um, and this was my preseason pick to win the Super Bowl. And at a certain point this season, <laughs> that's where I'm it all thinking, starts. Thinking specifically the second half of that game against Miami earlier in the year, where they just looked absolutely phenomenal mm. against against the Dolphins team that some people were saying in the run up to it, could they go seventeen and up? And the Bills just destroyed them. Um, I, I think this is this is harsh on Ken Dorsey, but I think sometimes you've just got to mix things up and make a change. So I get it. Joe Brady, I I like him. I know that there are a lot of people that feel like, well, you know, he's, he's failed in the NFL. Um, but with my college hat on, the the work that he did on the LSU offense um, that Joe Burrow was a part of was just absolutely unreal um so i've still i still feel like there's a lot there were a lot of things in that lsu offense that translate to the nfl as we've seen with some of those players like like jamar chase we've seen that that lsu offense can work in the nfl i'm all for giving joe brady a shot with the talent that he's got at his disposal there and i think he could surprise a few people yeah i'm all for giving joe brady uh Another shot. He's had five minutes in the NFL, so that's all. And he's still only like twenty-three years old, right? So that's all. <laughs> yeah. Let's cool our jets a little bit. Now, Bills, Bills are in a, in a jam. I don't want to labor this point because, as I say, Mike and I talked about it a fair bit on the show on Monday. But look at the running they've got: Eagles, Chiefs, and Cowboys in the next six weeks. I mean, do you think there's a shot the Bills don't make chance? The Bills don't make the playoffs. There's a, there's a chance. I I saw. In a comment section for a story um, about the about the current draft order and predicted draft order, where one Bills fan was saying, uh, "Looking through the schedule, I can only see one more win left, and we might have a top ten pick." Like that's how negative <laughs> wow. some Bills fans are feeling yeah. about the tough running that they've got. Mm. The thing is, is that things can still change so quickly. Like there were some people acting like the sky was falling in for the 49ers. Yeah. And I think most of us were able to take a step back and be like, Do you know what? I know they're on that losing streak. They're going to be fine. The Bills have got those tough games though. Mm. And that division is brutal. Whereas with the 49ers, they can sleepwalk, I think, and win that division. But you make a really good point because this is the season more than anyone I can remember anyway, that everybody's beating everybody else, right? The, the exception of maybe the Eagles... There isn't really, and the Chiefs, I guess, but we're going to get onto those two, of course, in a bit. But there is not a clearly dominating team, dynamic set of teams that are clean cut. So clear cut to maybe clean cut as well, clear cut to, yeah. to run the table or, or, or thereabouts. And I think that that could work in the Bills' favor here. That if you're on the pretty logical ground of, this is still a really talented roster. Yes, the defensive losses have cost them pretty significantly. But if they can get things moving on offense again, which is entirely plausible, maybe particularly with this change, is what they need just to shake shake things up slightly different perspective. Because I think a lot of the Bills' criticism or the criticism of the Bills' offense is coming from uh, play calling, frustratingly um, one-dimensional. Iron Mike was talking about the lack of Josh Allen using him in the ground game and design runs, and maybe they'll just unleash that a little bit, roll the dice a bit. But let's say they win two of those three. They take down two of the Eagles, Chiefs, and Cowboys. It's not only are they obviously mathematically in a much better chance of making 
making the plus, maybe even getting the division from Miami because we've seen that Miami can be inconsistent. But they'll also absolutely kickstart them. And they'll be right back in it, as you say, in the, in the blink of an eye. People will then be talking about, are the Bills the best team in the NFL now? Yep. And has Ken, has Ken, has Ken Dorsey's departure turned the Bills into Super Bowl front runners? Because oh, that's... Ken. Ken's going to be the full guy. Exactly. That that, yeah. that, that, that's what can happen. It'll be that, oh, yeah, it was Ken Dorsey all along. This is this is it. It's been a weird NFL season. You're right. People are kind of people are beating everyone else. Mm. You've got that sort of upper echelon, but all the upper echelon. Although, I mean, I could feel reasonably confident in that. I think the two best teams in the NFC are the are the 49ers and the Eagles, but they're far from perfect teams. The Chiefs are maybe the best team in the AFC. They are very far mm-hmm. from perfect. The the best teams. When they're at their best, they've been looking great. But most of the times, they've been looking pretty good. And there's been everyone is kind of converging into the middle. You've got some really, really bad teams. But even the really bad teams, like like the the Bears, were a really bad team. Yet when they played against some other bad teams, the Raiders and the Washington Commanders, who perhaps aren't that bad, they all they all of a sudden look spectacular. Mm-hmm. And they're not spectacular. It's just we're getting these weird performances where nobody can kind of string a lot of good performances together. Maybe some wins together, but not consistent performances, and especially on offense. And the Bills are perhaps the shining example of that, where the offense has been pretty good at times, but not quite what we expected, not quite what the fans wanted. And so someone needs to go. It's been a bad season for offenses and a bad season for quarterbacks but it is mid-november and it's all going to start kicking into gear very soon there's going to be games that feel like playoff games yeah and teams that are really good are going to start to realize how much they need to do and big game players will just ramp up the pressure on the on the lesser players i think the bills are going to be okay even if they drop two of these next three games, I don't think it's a disaster. So Ben calls Bills making the playoffs. Because uh, if they don't, you're right, and they've got a top 10 pick. I wonder how long it will be before the hot take. Uh, do they? Do the Bills need to look at a quarterback in the 24 draft? Like, <laughs> exactly. I mean, someone exactly. out there will do that if they don't make the playoffs. Like, maybe it's time to move on from Josh Allen. I guarantee it. Uh, incidentally, who should we... Who should we throw to uh, to the Wolves from our show Ollie. group? Ollie. Ollie. He didn't even let Ollie. me finish the question. No. Think, oh. Abs- absolutely Ollie. Fire Ollie mid-season. Ollie. <laughs> Unless I we think... get... We've got a Kickstarter. Because <laughs> our subscribers, we only just launched YouTube and it's great that a lot of you are subscribing already, but it's disproportionately low compared to our pod subscribers, of course, which obviously we built, built up over many years. It's a big gang of you out there. We've got to get our YouTube following up. Let's help us, gang. Go get involved with that. Even if you're not entering the competition, go support us on YouTube. If, for the very least, you get to see uh, the delightful Ben Isaacs in Living Technicolor. Uh, but also, I think if we don't get to a certain number of subscribers by the end of the season. I think we might need to fire Ollie. Yeah, I, I, I think someone, someone has to carry the can. Yeah. Now, here's here's my little YouTube tip. Okay. I, I, I don't enjoy doing the washing up. I, I, mm. I hate even more unpacking the dishwasher. Right. And I would have podcasts on, mm. and that still wasn't enough. So now I will always put YouTube on and have the have the iPod there while I've got all the stuff around the me. IPod. <laughs> not the iPod. Not the iPod. The iPad. Oh, wow. Do you know what? I've still, I love that. I've still, I've still got an iPod somewhere. But have 2008, Ben Isaacs. I love it. The, um, We're sponsored by iPods. The iPod. So we're going to fire on it unless we get to a few thousand 
uh, on YouTube at the very least by the end, end of the season. I hope you're subscribed to us, Ben. You've got to, got to make sure the show... Oh, I, yeah, and that's right. the thing is, I like to watch it in the kitchen when go. I'm doing kitchen chores. That's that's mm. my tip. If, you, if, if the stuff in the kitchen bores you, mm. whether it's doing like some basic meal prep, unloading the dishwasher, all that stuff that's just makes me want to just punch myself in the face because I find it so boring. <laughs> put this on, put this on your iPad or t- other tablet of choice. If, if, it, if it works on your iPod, fine. iPod touch, I guess. Um, get it on, get it on your iPad and keep one eye on what we're doing. And I guarantee those boring chores will just fly by and you'll find yourself it. staring at the screen and you've still got a pile of washing up. Love that. Okay. There's a tip. No excuse now, gang, go and get involved with that at the NC show on youtube right so that's the bills the bengals are kind of in a similar jam aren't they really uh to buffalo you think about preseason expectations and hype and how the first uh 10 11 weeks have gone uh for both of them They're not where they expected to be now with the bengals we know a lot of that was down to the joey burrow injury preseason and how sluggish he looked the first couple of weeks and obviously in that first three week slot the Ravens took him down. They rematch this Thursday. Let's look at that in a bit more detail because Baltimore on maybe stretching it to say tilt, but they drop back to back. The Bengals, well, they could drop to five and five with a loss, right? And that is bad right now. But yeah, even yeah, though they're yeah, in the exactly. north, and and that will mean a, a hyper poor divisional record as well. I mean, that, a loss without us getting hot take hysterical, a loss could see them maybe out of the playoff picture, right? I know this a lot depends on the Browns and the Steelers and whether they can maintain, because a lot of people are skeptical, I think, about the Steelers and whether they will maintain the second half of the season. The Browns' defense rolling, but there's still a huge number of questions around the Sean. So neither are exactly the the finished article. Nevertheless, though, they're going to be in a jam if they lose this. And I think they'll be, what, 0-3 against the division. Yeah. which completely messes up tiebreakers. It's a, it's a huge issue. Like just the other week, um, you were, you were saying about how you had a conversation with someone who was looking for like a, a good outside tip for the Super Bowl and that you okay, suggested the Bengals. Since, yeah. that, since that Bengals, mm-hmm. because the, the odds were very attractive mm-hmm. and they were just now starting to find form. We know that there is talent there. We know that Joe Burrow was injured and was getting healthy again. And they were starting to look really good. And then last week happened and they looked, I mean, they threw that game away. Well, they should have won the game. I mean, you know, it's a freak result. If you, if you look at things in that way, you can argue, well, you know, all teams have drops and, you know, Tyler Boyd catches that ball. And Tyler Boyd, incidentally, as somebody was making the point, I think over on the athletic, he's got a huge amount of criticism and a lot of people piling on Tyler Boyd. I think he's had two drops in the last, two seasons i mean it's he's not somebody that typically does this it was i think it's fair to say that was a freak freak occurrence and 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 that's the game game changer what about their ground game more of an issue more of a discernible problem i was looking at the numbers here 74.8 yards per game the average that's 28 3.6 a clip it's around the same kind of region like bottom bottom tranches of the of the rankings why can't they get their ground game going? And can they against this Baltimore? Is that is this maybe this is a breakout game for Mixon and Co? Yeah, I mean, it should be. It feels like they're not emphasizing the run enough. And the mm. thing is, the Browns last week basically beat the Ravens because they were prepared to run at them. Exactly. Like, but that is Baltimore's weak spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so although the Bengals are right there down the bottom in, in yards per game, 
part of that is that they are simply not running the ball enough. They need a renewed focus on it. It's all too easy to find yourself kind of like, say, down midway through the second second quarter and then start de-emphasizing the run and think, okay, look, let's not quite let's chase the game, but let's let's speed things up a little bit so we don't start kind of running out of possessions. They've got to show a bit of patience. It may not pay off straight away, but what we've seen against the Ravens is if you consistently run against them and you commit to it, it will start to pay off. And maybe limiting limiting possessions all around might be better. But like when the the Ravens, they're kind of just the kings of the explosive play mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like they if they don't lead the league in explosive plays, then I then they must be well up there. And, the, and like they do actually on this, so they do lead the league with explosive plays. And this just to qualify what constitutes an explosive play: runs of ten plus yards and passes of twenty or more yards. Right? Yeah. The Ravens lead the league, and the Bengals lead the league allowing explosive plays. So join the dots there, and it, and it could go off. Now the the the, the X factor here is Anna Rumo, right? That we've seen time and time again confounding expectation bucking the trend with stats but that does bode particularly well for the ravens to be able to take the lid off the thing is i guess the bengals and t higgins is instrumental in this right so higgins the time we're recording this and it's wednesday um it is touch and go as to whether they'll have t higgins playing sat out tuesday's practice but that's kind of expected it's a hamstring injury he's trying to recover from it's, it's, I guess, trending in the wrong direction for the Bengals. That they won't play. How different is this offense without T. Higgins? It takes away one massive dimension. The They had like such a feared passing attack when you've got Higgins and Chase and Burrow clicking. That's pretty terrifying. And the way that the way that the Ravens will um of of traditionally played against the Bengals, they've they've kind of just they've done well at taking that deep threat out of the game. Mm. So if they've had success taking the deep threat out when there's been both of them, then taking them then taking one out is an issue. I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit worried for the Bengals if they don't have T Higgins. I'm a bit little bit worried about the Bengals season if they drop this game. And the reason that I find that worrying is that the Bengals are so much fun. And I, as a neutral, I would like to see the Bengals and the Ravens both in the playoffs. And it might not happen. It might be that the NFC North teams just keep taking wins off one another and it ends up that only one of them gets through to the postseason. Mm. And it might be that come January, this is the game that we look at and say, this is where it all went wrong for one of these two teams. Mm. Because one of these two teams is going to be in a really bad spot after this one. I, More likely to make the playoffs than your Bills or Bengals. Uh, most likely, be the Bills. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be the Bills. It's got to be the Bills. Even though I think the the Bengals are have a more talented roster, I think I think the Bills. Yeah. What do we think is going to get a wild card in in the AFC? Ten and seven. Yeah, ten and seven yeah, with I, a tiebreak. So quite a number of teams on that, and yeah, eleven and six should lock it lock it in. Yeah. Yeah, but mm. as we've said, those the, the not like it's been a season of like super weird results. It's just a season where anyone's beating anyone, and it's no longer that much of a surprise, you know. Like the although 
although we 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 were sat there watching watching those games watching the watching the Texans win and watching the Browns win and we didn't expect those and you know both those were come from behind wins it wasn't mind blowing that it happened it's like well that's what's happening this season mm. so yeah. and I, we're going to get a lot more of that but yeah if you, if someone can get to 11 wins they should be sitting pretty you got to pick this one you got you leaning either way on it um i yeah the ravens I'm going to I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Ravens. I think it matches up nicely for them. Um and I I hope like I say as a neutral that the Bengals can put it together. I want to see I want to see playoff Joey. Um I want to see an exciting Bengals team in January. Mm. I do as well. I think I got a sneaky feeling the Bengals when they're under the cosh it's the kind of it's the kind of jab they get something done. I'm I, I'm leaning I, Bengals. I'm going to I dance with the one that Bronga is what I say yeah, as you uh, know. What a, what a game it looks like. And we've not had the best Thursday night matchups. I mean, Bears-Panthers, which we, of course, just half listened to on the radio uh, heading to heading to Tallahassee. Brutal game. And yet this one comes afterwards. It's mm. like feast and famine. we got Chiefs-Eagles Monday Night Football as well. Quick take from you on this one. The Chiefs, you kind of mentioned it earlier that they're... They're clearly not in fifth gear. And just to underline that point, because their defense has been rolling, but offensively 13th in scoring, 23 and change per game. There is a sense though, isn't there, that, well, I guess this is this will define where you land on the Chiefs this season, given what you just said about wide open, wide open race for the Super Bowl. If you feel that as the season progresses, as the offense experiments, plays around, there's a huge amount of upside here. If Tony hits a groove, and I know that's a big if, but if Sky Moore, if McCall Hardman is back in the fold as well now, these are all players that you could see starting to contribute on a more consistent basis. With Kelsey as the linchpin, Pacheco can can hammer it as we know. And obviously they've got the best quarterback in, in football. If that defense is continues to play at the level it's at, we're talking, God, we're talking about the Browns as playoff contenders you know, possibly deep playoff contenders based on their defense and an okay to Sean Watson, right? And and the pieces around him. <laughs> At least the Chiefs surely is the as the team to be, even even despite the criticism. Do you know what the Chiefs remind me of? They remind me of some of these NBA teams that just seem to kind of be just chill through the regular season. Just mm-hmm. let's just get enough wins. Let's not have any drama. Okay, we'll we'll might we'll we might drop a couple, but then we'll kind of win five or six in a row without ever really looking particularly impressive. We'll just get those wins, get ourselves a decent seeding, and then really start taking it seriously in the postseason. Like in the in the NBA, it's all about the postseason. You can just you can like you can coast. Mm. It's difficult in it's difficult in the NFL, but I feel that's what the that's what the Chiefs are doing. They are just kind of coasting, not like they're because they're um taking anyone lightly, but just They've they've just been there and done it. They know they know how to get through games. And with this idea of everyone's beating everyone, the Chiefs aren't just being beaten by just anyone. Mm. You know, they're not losing stupid games. They're doing just about enough to win. And they almost kind of messed it up against Miami. They had their comfortable lead, and then Mahomes was getting bottled up, um, and things kind of went wrong like this this game against the eagles is obviously fascinating in a weird way it might not be very significant it's potentially a dress rehearsal for the super bowl but i don't think it's going to make a huge amount of difference in terms of who makes the playoffs these teams are both going to be 
perhaps like the one or two seed. I think they both feel very disappointed to not be the one or two seed. Um, I'm looking forward to the game, not as much as the Bengals um, Ravens game because <clears throat> the stakes are different. But mm. I think Dallas Goddard not being not being around for the Eagles might be the key here, and I'm wondering the how they're going to overcome that, like what they're going to do. And my hope is that Julio Jones gets more action. I think he's had something like three targets since he signed for them. And obviously he's not a tight end, but he's someone who can, he can block. He can do a lot of the stuff that Dallas Goddard does because the the backup, uh, I think it's Jack Stoll is not really much of a pass catcher. He's a, he's a, he's been blocking when he's, when he's come in and maybe that's the key. Maybe just the lack of Dallas Goddard is the key for a Chiefs win. You like it, yeah. I, 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 I quite fancy the Chiefs in this spot. I think it, this could be one of those games. If we're talking about statement wins, relating that to the Bills, they get something rolling against the Cowboys, the Eagles over the next few weeks, and suddenly they're back in it. I get the feeling that this Chiefs offense is going to have a statement game during the regular season. I, I get your point completely. It's a great analogy to compare them to an NBA side. This, yeah, we got this, and that pragmatically as well will mean that Andy Reid can experiment, will play around a bit, and also will hold stuff back for the playoffs. We know that Reid does this each and every time. I have a feeling that this Monday Night Football prime time up against one of the best defenses in the game. This is the this is the kind of jam that Mahomes was made for and I think this criticism of death by a thousand cuts outside of Kelsey there isn't an elite game change I mean that that is true there isn't you know but there are a collection of players that can step up with Andy Reid as the architect with Mahomes pulling the strings and it wouldn't surprise me at all if this is the kind of game that Tony has four catches of 78 yards Sky Moore has a big return yada 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 so I think Uh, the biggest key it's a bye week. They've had a bye week. Sure. What is that? Andy, we should look read off a bye week. Come on, you got the numbers. I want to, I want to see it's I, it's something like twenty seven and four or twenty eight and 98%. four. Ninety eight percent. Yeah. <laughs> like have a look. What he's like he said. He said before that um, like when he's been asked like what what is what is your approach in a bye week and he says something like it's all about balance, mm. like making sure that there's a there's the right amount of downtime and the right amount of prep. It isn't you spend the entire 27 and four, by the way, Betty, 27 27 and four. Now he said, he said, yeah. So like, it's not just like two weeks of constant, constant prep. Mm. It's also some downtime, have that balance. And of course the last time they played, there was a bye week in effect ahead of the Super Bowl. If you give Andy Reid two weeks to get ready for you, it takes something special to beat him. Yeah. 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 You know, and Eagles fans know that as well as anyone. I am looking forward to looking forward to that. I don't know which one I'm looking forward to more. I'm going to call them a pick em. I think both both the same and in the wee small hours as well. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to have to, I might have to battle against it despite the jet lag and, uh, and pull, pull all nice <laughs> on both of them. Uh, it will make Edge Rush, actually no, recording Edge Rush on Thursday, thank God, all right, then I'm, they might well stay up. Right, we're going to break. When we come back, Ben is going to look at Three teams with a possible upset on the cards of week 11 and pick the team he thinks is most likely to shake things up a little bit. Upset of the week coming your way. That draft quarterback watch and our FFS team of the week coming next. All right, Benny, three games i picked for you. Raiders, Finns, Bucks, 49ers, Bears, Lions. So Raiders, obviously the dogs against the Finns, the Bucks against the 49ers and the Bears against the Lions. 
which of those three dogs is most likely to cause an upset week 11? Well, looking looking through them, thinking about that Bears game, I don't know who's going to be the quarterback. Um, the Bears have looked pretty good or okay against some terrible teams and have looked absolutely atrocious against anyone decent. I don't I don't think they can do anything against that Lions defensive line. I don't mm-hmm. think the Bears have got a hope. I don't care who's quarterback. Scratch I the Bears off. Got a hope. Okay. They are gone. The out of the other two underdogs, you're not going to go Baker. Are, the, are you going to go Baker? The, the Bucks are the best team of those mm-hmm. other of the other two left. And we've seen the 49ers lose games that they should have they should have won. But I think they've kind of got that out of their system now. And I think they're going to go back on a on a run. So I think the 49ers are going to take care of business. So by process of elimination, the absolutely hapless Raiders against the explosive Dolphins. You say that simply, to Antonio Pierce's face and back-to-back wins, Ben Isaacs. Si- simply because, simply because. Pierce factor. The, the, do- the, I, the, like the Dolphins, if any, out of, out of those teams, the Lions, 49ers, and the Dolphins, mm. I feel th- the Dolphins have got the highest floor talent-wise the sorry the lowest floor and the highest ceiling they just mm. they could be have the most variation in their performances the kind of whole boom and bust and there's been a lot of boom and usually when they're playing a bad team they will really kill them mm. but out of these three if i've got to pick one as a potential upset i'm going with the resurgent antonio pierce raiders pierce runs the table I mean, he, run, he runs the table, gets him into the playoffs, gets the head coaching gig. I'm not backing against Antonio Pierce. Fast becoming, he was always one of my favorite players. He's now fast becoming one of my favorite coaches in the NFL uh, to boot. All right, then. So we'll get to more of the Week 11 slate on Edge Rush. As I say, recording that Thursday. So that'll be dropping Thursday night, Friday morning. Even if you don't uh, partake in the action, in, in any action, and don't gamble on the NFL, Edge Rush, we do a lot of previewing football chat. Uh, it's always good fun as well, me and Propoy. So go get involved with Edge Rush if you haven't already. Speaking of the the Bears, Ben, do you think that I was trying to work out which team's going to be looking for a quarterback in the draft? Because we're going to look at the three uh, dra- quarterbacks that we think are going to go first round in the draft. Caleb Williams, of course, the phenom. Well, yeah, a difficult season, Ben, I'll tell you about that. Drake May, the North Carolina quarterback. Uh, and who's the third? There's a third. Oh, Penix, right? So, I mean, to be honest, right, I. I think there's a real kind of toss-up after those top two mm. in terms of who will be the third one taken. And I'm starting to get these vibes that this could be one of those crazy first rounds mm. where a whole load of quarterbacks who should not be taken in the first gotcha. round start yeah, yeah, yeah. Taken, I, well, that I, I'm glad run. you said that. So listen to this, right? That That is fascinating you say that because here's my list of teams that I think are going to be looking for quarterbacks. There's going to be a Gaggle as well under there. You could make an argument for, but here for me is a kind of clear-cut list of teams, right? The Pats, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be right. They're gonna move yeah, on from Mac, whatever. Hundred percent, definitely. If there's a change in, in in regime as well, the Falcons, I think. I don't think they got the right guy with the red. I think that you they'll be thinking about it if they've got. Uh, I'd say seventy-five percent sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. The, the Raiders, I think, have to be as well, particularly if there is a new sheriff in town there too. The Giants, definitely. Will yeah. have their eyes on it. The Rams gonna move on from Stafford, even if it's not immediately. Yeah. What about the cards? Do you think the cards might be on that list? From everything I've seen, I think they are planning on rolling with Kyler Murray. Mm. And I'm sure some Cardinals fans are not that happy. But the Cardinals, like Kyler looked feisty this weekend. 
And the Cardinals, like the Bears, don't look like a team that is thinking about the draft, mm. which all credit to, to both those both those squads and coaching staffs mm. that they don't seem to be phoning it in. It might They might play poorly, but I don't think they're phoning it in. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Cardinals are thinking quarterback. I think by all accounts, from what I've read, it's been suggested that if they get, even if one of the top two picks, they intend to trade down the guy they really want is wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. and to team him with Kyler Murray. I think there's a 25, I'm going to say 25%, 25% chance the Cardinals right. would move on. Now, two more on my list. You might, I might be missing, I might be missing somebody. The Vikes and the Packers. Now, obviously, we're all in love with Josh Dobbs and the Josh Dobbs story, but we've got to have a bit of a pinch of salt here. The Vikes, uh, bear in mind, though, they, they keep on winning. They're not going to have a top 10 pick, but the Vikes, I think, have to be vaguely in that list. Uh, and They've the got to think about the succession plan, exactly. The Packers now, our friend Greg Rosenthal, who's on the show next week, incidentally, uh, shout out to Greg, was talking about love having a bit of a resurgence. So he, could, I think he still can play himself into a long-term gig in Green Bay, but right now the jury's out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, see, I see his ceiling as being a top 20 quarterback in the NFL. And you could potentially win if you've got someone who's, say, the 20th best quarterback, as long as you've got a lot of talent around them. Yeah. They've got a very young, thin squad, which is by design. They mm-hmm. are rebuilding with youth. It's a it's a strategy. It's not like, oh, what have they done? This is on purpose. Jordan Love's not really getting it done. We haven't seen enough from him. He's not started enough games, but he didn't impress me in college, and he really hasn't impressed me in the NFL. I think they will see how he is next season, but I think they'll they'll be they'll be thinking about it right now. So, anyone else I've missed? You think of that list? The, the Bears are a fifty-fifty. I would say. Mm, okay. Okay. All right. Well, bearing in mind that those are the teams that are kind of clear cut, and there are going to be others that yeah might might fancy it if they get the opportunity. I'm thinking the New York Jets, for example, depending on ooh, the Squat Rogers coming back this season. But they've, they've got to bear in mind that even if Rogers does come back, how many more years does he have? And then maybe they will look at one more year with Rogers. Let's really go for it this time. And then he's done. They they might if they have the opportunity and you assume they're gonna have a high draft pick, they might take anyway. There's gonna be at let's say eight to ten teams that are in the mix for a quarterback. And Ben, you think there are two really good ones, a gaggle of maybes that might get elevated above their potential and status. Let's start with Caleb Williams, because as I say, he's the player that has, you said on this show before, is the one that's closest to a sure thing in the same kind of way as Andrew Luck and uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. Those, so, those those were the two out of when I think of quarterbacks over the last, say, 15 years coming out of college that I would that I felt the most confident about during their final season. Those those would be the three. He's been a little bit shaky in the last month, but he's getting mm. not a lot of help from his, his team. The What's going on? So there's so pictures of him, of course, being upset after the game. And we chatted to different people when we were over in Tallahassee and oh, Caleb Williams is having a great season. Is it affecting his draft stock or is it a case of it's not going for him, but he's already done enough to prove that he's going to be the number one overall. So he think, doesn't go number one. Yeah. I think there's a very real chance he won't go number one overall. There will be some teams who prefer Drake May. But with with Caleb, he's still been playing really well. He's taken a his performances have taken a step back. That doesn't mean I think his development has plateaued, but he, he is not playing as well as he did last season. But the team has been poor. The defense mm. is appalling, absolutely appalling. And 
maybe this will help him that he's not at an elite uh, on an elite team and then having to play for a struggling team next season. Sure. So any team that drafts him, he's probably going to feel right at home because they're going to mm. have holes all over the roster. He's playing for a not very good team. And when they win, it's because of him. And when they lose, it's because of their terrible defense. He's okay. been doing everything he can. Give us the elevator pitch for Drake May then. If a lot of teams are fancying him, maybe taking number one overall, why would they take him over Caleb Williams? Um, I think because he will feel like he's potentially a bit safer because of the fact that he is, he's kind of improved so much from last season and that people can look and say, oh, well, maybe Caleb Williams has regressed. Drake May is playing on an even weaker team mm. um, at North Carolina, but he's just, he makes really good decisions. He'll spot guys really quickly. He's just, he's strong. Like the, this might seem a little bit like faint praise, but I saw someone say that he was like uh, Donovan, not Donovan McNabb. Um, yeah, Donovan McNabb. It was Donovan McNabb. And Donovan McNabb was, you know, he he, he didn't win the big one. He was never, say, one of the one of the top three. But like, my God, you could rely on Donovan. Oh, McNabb, yeah, a top ten quarterback you know? for most of his career. Yeah, yeah exactly. Solid, solid heavyweight um, player. Yeah. So I, I can't. I I th- I feel a lot of teams if they thought they're getting a Donovan McNabb that oh, they would they would this, take that in a heartbeat. Age, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, but the people are looking at Caleb Williams and thinking, could I get the next Peyton Manning? Mm-hmm. And that's and that's so alluring. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Like, Drake may feel super safe, mm-hmm. but I here's something that like I'm, I feel bad. I feel bad saying this because you can't you can't judge a college quarterback on the quarterback that had his job X number of years ago because mm-hmm. there's there's it's not like that. But Mitch Trubisky, oh here we go, had a, had a very average season one year mm-hmm. at North Carolina. And then had a really good season. And all of a sudden, people thought, oh, well, maybe he's really good. And yeah. even then, people were only talking about him as like a top 10 guy. And then he got drafted much higher. Mm-hmm. Drake May is certainly a better prospect from start to finish. But whenever I whenever I see some whenever I see highlights of of Drake May, I I instantly think of Mitch Trubisky. You can't get Trubisky out of your head. Oh boy, it scares me a little bit. That's going to scare anybody. This their team's thinking of Drake May is now going to have horror, horror nights. Uh, thinking it might go that way. All right, it sounds like we need to spend more time. Let's do a college days special. We'll break down outside of those two, the other quarterbacks in the mix. Penix is the other one. I thought that a lot of people are saying is going to be a first rounder, but there are sounds like there might be some more that might sneak in. And certainly, we should be keeping an eye on. Yeah. And of course, we've got to break down all the key key first round prospects. So we'll be getting into that as we build up to the draft uh, with Ben on college days. But we've got to get our FFS lineup locked and loaded. So we've got to build on the success of last week. Ben, I'm handing the baton back to you. Absolutely no pressure at all because I think yep, yep. failed to win any money for us at all this season. But I think this could be your could be your breakout week. I, I've got a good feeling about it. Yeah, I've spent I spent a lot of time on this one. So, um, <laughs> I mean, to be to paint that picture, gang, most of the flight home, Ben spent about eighty percent of his time on this fantasy team. didn't Didn't watch any of the movies. Didn't even drink any alcohol. And considering the flight over, he'd had about fifty five glasses of wine. I mean, that's dedication to the course. Yeah, I, do you know what? On the on the flight, there was um, there was a person near me, and I noticed that before takeoff, 
they were uh they were checking out their fantasy team yeah and their their team was called devito dimes and i ended up chatting with this guy he was a big he was a big giants fan and he was he 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 was conflicted because he seemed like he was very good at fantasy and yeah. i should have got more tips from him oh why didn't but, you ben uh, I well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to overstep the mark. Um, you should have got him to sign up to the listener league, of course. If you haven't already, gang, sign up to our listener league. It's free to enter. The link is in the show notes. We pushed out on social as well. Uh, and like I said at the top of the show, if you can't find the league, just tag us on social and and Seb will send you a link to it or invite you to it. It's free to enter. We have free to enter contests every week, including contests with our friends USA Sports, the fantastic USA Sports. They give away merch every week to the winner of that show contest. There's a free to enter one courtesy of DraftKings, which has cash prizes. And this is simple. If you're brand new to Daily Fantasy, simple, simple, simple. You have a salary cap, pick a team, spend money on players. You can't exceed the limit. Players get points like in normal draft fantasy, redraft fantasy, and the team with the most points gets the prizes. Although there are a number of different prizes depending on the on the contest you're playing in. So go get involved with that. The contest all season long. Right, let's get the show on the road, Benny. You started with an interesting handcuff here you've gone for sam howell as your quarterback washington facing the giants of course and then scary terry as one of your receivers yeah and that is purely based on um watching the giants on sunday i i hadn't realized that the the giants by scoring 17 points against the cowboys that was their best offensive game since week two Mm. that's terrifying (laughs) um but yeah i i think i think the commanders are going to do a good job against the giants so i've gone with those two Hot yeah, take. I'm I'm also I'm also not keen on Tennessee against Jacksonville. I think that's mm. uh I think that's a good matchup for the Jags. So I've gone tank Bigsby. I feel you should always have a tank in your team. Well you always do have a tank in your team. I like yeah, that. I, well. do. Didn't, I always didn't pick a tank. Have a huge amount last so I get San Francisco. He had three carries for five yards and was targeted once out of the backfield. I mean it was a obviously a, a blowout for the for the Jags. So I don't know, maybe if your glass half full, it's bounce back. Bounce yep, back that's, that's my logic. That's Tank my logic. He got for four thousand two hundred. I think Gang explains quite a lot of yeah. why he is in. Uh, he is in the team. Yes. You've gone this. I love this pick, uh, Devin Singletary. Houston, of course, matching up against Arizona. Yeah, and I, I, you know, yeah, Kyler's back. I still don't trust the Cardinals. Whereas this Houston team is just keeping everything, keeping everything going. They're frisky. Um, I. I think Devin Singletary is such a talented player. He's such a great kind of tool to have to plug in. So he felt like he felt like good value at 5,300. You know how many carries he had against the Bengals? Have a guess. No, no. 25. 30. Jeez. <laughs> 30. Feed Devin Singletary. I think it's going to be more of the same. All right, love that. 5-3. Now you've splashed all your cash on the great Tyreek Hill. Uh, Miami, of course, as we mentioned earlier on, playing... Vegas, you feel to obviously Tariq's going to go off against uh, yeah. against the Pierce-led Raiders. Yeah, I, I mean, despite the fact I feel that was the most likely ups, upset of the three, I think this is going to be an offensive showcase for the mm-hmm. Dolphins. And I thought, okay, if I'm going to go big and spend a big pile of money, Tyreek Hill is my is my go-to guy. Okay, you've gone Christian Kirk uh, of the Jags. They're up against it was we've just established Tennessee. He's averaging just shy of fifteen points uh, a game. He had a Good game against the 49ers. Pretty much the only one that did. 104 yards, uh, 11 targets, uh, six carries, uh, six receptions, I should say, 104 yards. Of course, they also had that turnover too. Uh, but Kirk at 6K, you're like... Yeah, I just felt that the, the Titans are weak at the moment. Bounce back game for the Jags. Christian Kirk is a is one of, one of, you know, one of the favorite targets of Trevor Lawrence. 
this is a get right game for the Jags. I think they're going to get some stuff out of their system. And I expect a big victory. Okay, get right game is why you've picked them as your defense at 3-4. You've gone for Hollywood Brown for the cards and the pickup ball, sandlot ball that Kyler's going to play uh, undoubtedly against Houston at 5-3. And then who have you got for your tight end? Um, I've gone Trey McBride. So it's, nice. the, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the same principle of Kyler just, you know, scrambling around and throwing it up there. I think there's going to be points in that game. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that this is, this is the winning team. Um, but of course, if you're listening and you think somehow that you can pick a better team than that, then just come at me. Just I love that. This is the great thing the listener it. league. Join the listener league and take on Ben. I mean, Propo is getting quite cocky as well because he enters teams and he's made some money, which uh, we are going to make sure. Which is why he's got to go. Now, I will. We can talk about this offline, but he's got to yeah. go because he's making us look bad. But mm. I've made him look bad on edge rush because mm, I, true. I've been I've, those those drew locks the week. I've got yeah, the better, best you, had, you, had, you antagonized him, although it didn't go quite so well for you this week. Uh, Let's forget you and matter. ChatGPT on uh, on edge rush uh, both struggled. Hey, I'm back in business there as well. Propo dropped as well. I think I might be. I'm leading the picks contest too. Seeing as we brought it up, you brought it up. I'm going to throw that out there. We've the said it's contest. a weird season. It's a weird season, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I'm doing well with picks, it's definitely a weird season. Brilliant stuff. We'll go get involved with that. It's a lot of fun. Like I say, there's going to be a big, big announcement in terms of the Thanksgiving contest. Courtesy of DraftKings. Uh, so go join the Listener League. Once you've entered a contest, you're automatically in the league for the season, right? So uh, you'll uh, got to be in it to win it. Go get involved with that. Go subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Also, big shout out to everybody that's left a review for us on whatever pod platform you listen to. We're one review shy uh, with 4.9 stars and one review shy of 100 reviews on Spotify. So go be the 100th review on Spotify and get us get us ton up there. 4.9. You say 4.9 because mm. my 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 book on Amazon is now at 4.9, not five. 4.9. Wow. Somebody gave somebody gave me a one star rating but didn't leave a review, oh. and I I saw the one star rating and I was genuinely like, oh, I'm really interested. What what did what didn't they like? This will this will be good constructive criticism, and it was just the one star. They didn't leave any review. It was That's... Iron Mike. I bet it was Iron Mike. <laughs> He's, hey, I gave him a copy because he wrote the he wrote the foreword. It wouldn't be him. I trust him. I'm going to have to figure out process of elimination. Mm. Everyone in the NFL UK fan community, mm. who is most likely? The haters. Who's the most likely to hate on Ben? <laughs> done, you, done you dirty. I'm going to listen. I'm not going to say anything, but do we know where Will Gavin was around the time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask Will on Sunday. Where, where, do you know when the review was left? Does it show um, like, the, it shows the date, presumably, doesn't it? I, I don't know. If, it's been in the last week or so. Definitely. <laughs> Maybe it was somebody who was sick of me tweeting about the trip to Florida. Or what somebody uh, ran into in the Florida trip, yeah, bored the hell out of like, like your maybe, book. Maybe. Oh, I've maybe. written a new brand new book. It's called The American Football Revolution. Anyway, that is the great book. Go get involved. <laughs> We're going to put a link to that in the show notes. So it is terrific. We're joking, obviously. Ben uh, is one of the gang, and that is a brilliant, brilliant book. Brilliant Christmas buy, I'd argue. Good, good stocking filler kind of buy. So go get involved with that. Uh, we'll link to it in the show notes. You can go leave more five-star reviews for Ben as well on that to shut up the hater, whichever the hate, whoever the hater is. We'll find it, Benny. We'll take him down. Uh, brilliant stuff, gang. Appreciate your support. Me and Propo back for Edge Rush later on this week. Uh, and of course, I'm Mike and I back on Mondays. Normal service resumes. As I say, Greg Rosenthal in the house next week as well. Show's coming thick and fast all through the season. Look after yourself, Ben. See ya. Podcast Network.